All right, everybody, welcome back to the College Basketball Show here on the StuCast. Loaded show for you today. Coming up, Spencer Luganbill, my co-host, going to join me. We're looking over the SWAC this week, all the SWAC games, God help us, and the Tuesday slate. And also, we're going to preview uh, our big bowl spectacular show coming up later in the week. So stay tuned for that. But we lead off with uh, a guy who's been a great friend to this show, um, a guy who I have a ton of admiration for, taught me a lot of things uh, about college basketball. He is the host of The Sit Down, the Mafia History Podcast. He is the big man on campus, Jeff Nadu. How are you? Pretty good, Al. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's it's great to talk to you. I I, I had to ask you on because I just was so curious about watching you at uh, Rough and Rowdy on uh, Friday night. Not the outcome I was uh, particularly, uh, you know, pleased with, but I'm glad to see you're, you're doing well by all accounts. A few days removed from the fight, where, where are you standing with it? Yeah, I mean, I don't um, I don't have any ill will. I mean, I'll be honest, man, I watched the fight. I rewatched it a few times. Look, outside of the last 10 seconds of the first round, I won. I, it's that simple. Go rewatch it. I threw punches. I was very involved. But the last 10 seconds were detrimental to the fight. That really swayed the fight into the second round. Uh, and that allowed Jerry to kind of take over in that round. And then I thought I had a good third round. Um, look, I learned a lot. Um, you know, it's kind of like anything you do once, you know, you might not. The first time you parallel park, it's not easy. But eventually, as you continue to do it, you get better and better. And, um, you know, I learned a lot about myself. I thought, you know, ultimately, uh, I, I, I thought, you know, even though I lost, I felt like I won, you know, as far as, you know, everyone was super cool about it. Jerry was a cool opponent. He was a good guy at the end of the day. He respected me. I respected him. Uh, we made a lot of money off of it. And um, you never know where it might go next. Um, it's uh, a great experience. It was a great weekend. Uh, Barstool definitely took care of us. And, uh, you know, it was a cool event. I'm definitely going to go to the next one just as a spectator for sure. Obviously have some some ideas on who I'd like to fight next. And it's not just Rico Bosco, but I um I, I know that by living in the gym the next couple of months, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep training. Um, look, I have a lot of work to do, but, um, you know, I, I just kind of really got away from what I trained doing. You know, I didn't throw enough punches. I didn't throw enough uppercuts. Um, I was just kind of, I don't know, just didn't just wasn't what I wanted. So, you know, hopefully next time uh, we get another shot and, uh, you know, it'll be a lot different. You know, I kind of figured going into the fight, um, you know, I kind of saw Jerry and I love Jerry. I, I, I got to be transparent. I, it, it was kind of upsetting that he was the guy, you you know, out of Barstool, you you were going to fight. But um, Jerry's a stand-up guy. But I, I, I saw in the lead-up, I figured he might, you know, blow his steam out early was that your uh strategy going into the fight just kind of let him tire himself out because i figured you would have the more stamina since you've been i mean you're down god 140 pounds 100 i mean it's it's unbelievable at this point yeah i mean our the plan definitely was to allow jerry to to tire himself out and look i, I gotta be quite honest and and jerry will tell you the same thing i, I mean once he got into the ring i think the uh the plans really went out the window. Sure. Um, I um, I really just did what I could. And I noticed in the third round, he obviously was tired. 
I was able to move around some of the shots that he gave me. And I feel like if I had to throw in some uppercuts, I would end the night. It's that simple. Uh, looking back, I'm, I'm really sickened about it because um, I thought there was an opportunity for the taking. Um, I felt like if we had another round or two, even I, I would have definitely won. But you would have, could have, should have. Um, you know, you, you give me 10, 12, 15 more seconds. I feel like I could have ended it. It just, uh, I didn't do enough. I didn't throw enough punches in the second round. Look, uh, it is what it is, but you know, in those things, man, it's, you're never going to get knocked for losing, you know, unless you get knocked out or something. And the general consensus was, uh, you know, a lot of people gave me no shot, which I guess they just assumed I was still the, the guy that weighed 340 pounds, but you know, I, I really trusted the cardio. That wasn't a big problem. Um, you know, going forward, though, I definitely will uh, will, will fix some things, and uh, I'll be a whole different person if I ever get another chance. Well, what was kind of surprising to me, Jeff, was that uh, on Twitter, it seemed like a lot of people thought you'd get in there and Conseco it, and uh, <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't think that's uh, anywhere close to being even true for half a second because i mean in the lead up watching the videos which i thought was really cool getting to see uh you at uh your parents house and talking with your dad and and some of the videos and stuff like that um to you it, from the reactions is there anything that surprised you or or coming out of it that you're looking forward at as like oh I, i'm gonna keep that one in the memory bank yeah i mean i think uh you know i I guess as far as like the, the you're, you're talking about the entire fight in general or just like the overall experience, the overall experience. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everything about it was great. I mean, I, for me, it was, uh, you know, there's nothing I didn't like about it. It, it was, it was intoxicating. You know, walking out there was pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've always played the villain and, you know, I feel like in that whole thing, I was a villain. I mean, if you know, a lot of people didn't see on camera, but like the entire, most of the audience hated me. You know, there was just like few that, that were fans, but they were drowned out by the people that hated me. Um, you know, I, um, but, but as you talked about with my, my weight loss and everything, this was kind of like the final mountain to me, you know, it was kind of something that you do. It's almost like when you, you lose a ton of weight and you do like a marathon or, or some kind of half marathon or something sure. like that. Uh, that was kind of what this was for me, but yeah, I mean, I was happy that I was able to kind of show people who I was. I think I changed a lot of people's minds on who I was. And that was something I never really was able to do in all my time at Barstool. They kind of just looked at me as one way. And, you know, it's funny because when I came out of the ring and, and I was talking with Roan and, you know, I gave that pick. When I thought about it, I said, wow, you know, as I walked back to the room, I said, wow, you know, this pick is almost bigger than the fight. If I win this <laughs> yeah. pick. Um, you know, then it, then, then we're on to something. So, uh, you know, it ended up, uh, it ended up working out, I think in a way, and I, I think I turned a lot of people. So that was helpful for me. That's great to hear. I mean, and again, you know, shout out to Jerry who, who, uh, seemed like, uh, in your post-match when, when you were back at the hotel room, just kind of sending out a video, it seemed like you guys really, uh, you know, you put all the all the show aside and uh, it seemed like you guys have a lot of common ground. No, uh, Jerry was real gracious, man. He, um, he came back, he, you know, he said hello and, and, and it was very cool. Uh, his people were cool. You know, the, the friends that he has and, and the, um, you know, the, the union friends that came down, they were good guys. And you're really pretty much everyone was cool. I mean, I even, you know, there were occasionally like weird people that said dumb stuff, but for the most part, people were real cool. 
Um, you know, all the other fighters were cool, you know, just nice, you know, you know, just good people, you know, uh, yeah, they get a bad rap, you know, the hillbilly stuff and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, overall really nice people. And, uh, it was, it was a well done event. And, uh, you know, I, I, I said, love to do it again. You know, last question on it. Uh, it, it really seemed when you were doing the interview and I saw, uh, Ryan behind you, you're doing the interview. And uh, I saw like it's out of Monday Night Raw. Uh, you know, Rico just jumps out of nowhere. It, it, it was, I mean, I gotta ask because I, I mean, my friends and me were watching it and we were just curious as hell. Was, was that staged by him? Did no, he? No, it was not staged. I, I mean, maybe it was on their part, but I didn't know anything about it. Uh, no, it was not. Uh, it, again, for them, it could have been, but. I had no idea it was going to happen. Um, you know, he's lucky that you know, there was kind of someone in the middle because I look, I just I'd have took a shot straight in his fucking head. It's that simple. Um, but uh, you know, hey, look, I give him a little credit because I didn't think he had the balls to actually do something like that, but it was shocking. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, it's not just him. I have another person I'd like to fight as well. So, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna, like I said, stay in the gym and 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 learn and and try to get better and uh, you know, let's see where it goes. Uh, I, like I mentioned beforehand, uh, listening to you last year uh, talk about college basketball, it, I mean, you know a ton of stuff. You're really sharp with it, and you gave me a lot of keys and stuff, um, and you're doing that right now on Patreon um, for folks, which I think is awesome. Just hearing you talk basketball, I mean, it makes a ton of sense. Um, so far this year, I mean, non-conferences – really tough at, you know, for some folks, you know, some folks just wait for the in-conference games. How, how would you encapsulate where you're at so far this season? Well, I think lately I've really come on. I mean, I've really started to kind of figure things out. Had a good week last week, um, you know, had a you know nice start to the week this week. You know, conference play is obviously the time where you think you learn the most and and, and you can be really good. But, you know, non-conference is a, is a, it's a grop, you know, early in the year, you got a lot of neutrals and things like that. Um, but once, you know, you kind of get past uh, December 1st and into December, you know, then things start to settle down. There's really not any neutral site games outside of a few. Um, you know, you, you have a little bit of, of stuff to go off of. You have stats, you have info, you have trends, um, you know, and then you can obviously look forward and realize the conference plays on the horizon. So, you know, it's kind of always been where I keep units really low early in the season. And once we get to Christmas, I'll kind of start, you know, hiking them up a little bit more, but uh, yeah, it's been interesting. I, I don't know if we have a clear number one this year. Um, there's been a lot of uh, really good teams. Um, there's been a lot of surprising losses. You know, we've seen a, a few different number ones so far, uh, but uh, you know, and then there's just been teams that have come out of nowhere, you know, like in Arizona that, you know, have been really, really good. So yeah, it's been a really interesting season for how about Iowa State, you know, the oh, yeah. T.J. Otzelberger and Iowa State. I mean, just, you know, an incredible season. I think what they had uh, two uh, two wins last year or something. It was, it was pretty incredible. Yeah, I know a lot of places uh, had them at the bottom of the Big 12 and, and one of the worst uh, power five, power six teams. Uh, you mentioned Arizona. You mentioned Iowa State. What are some teams that have surprised you outside of them in a good way or in a bad way? Uh, well, I think in a good way, um, 
You know, that's a great question. I, I would say probably, uh, probably Arizona. I mean, I, I'm blown away at how good they are. You know, I, I felt like they would definitely be a factor. I didn't think they had the ability to be, you know, a top three team or a top five team, or, you know, maybe at some point the, the number one team in the country, they've got some, you know, they got to play Tennessee, UCLA coming up. Um, you know, they are able to win those games and not have any bad losses. I mean, they're going to be the number one team in the country. So, you know, they're playing, they're aesthetically pleasing to watch. They play super fast. They're very good in the half court. Very good. They take a lot of good shots. They're the number one two point defense in the country. Um, they've just been great on both sides. They're gigantic. Um, they're not an old team. They're, they have no experience, but you know, they've just gotten great play out of everybody. You know, the, the bigs have been good. You know, Crease has done a nice job. They don't turn the ball over. Uh, they're just a really great team. And Tommy Lloyd has been the architect of that. Um, you know, I know a lot of Arizona people that weren't happy with that hire. And I thought they were nuts. Uh, the guy's terrific. And it's not just they're beating, you know, nobodies. They're beating Michigan. They're beating Illinois. Um, they're beating an Elite Eight team in, in Oregon State. You know, they're beating teams that, you know, it's not like they're beating Northern Arizona and, and Sacramento State every game. So, yeah, they've been really impressive. As far as a team that's just been kind of down, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to talk too negatively about Texas. I mean, they've not played great. Um, you know, I, I think it's just going to take some time before they get all these kids that they have to kind of play as one. There's a lot of mouths to feed. They're an old team. They're going to learn a lot over the next couple of weeks. Defensively, they'll be much better. Um, I'm not real worried. This is always kind of what Chris Beard teams do. They're not great in the the first um, the first half of the season and uh, you know, they generally figure it out as uh, things go on. So, I mean, you also look at just kind of all they had to do. I mean, they're all new pieces, just trying to figure it all out. So I'm not, uh, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, ultimately, they'll be fine. I wanted to ask you about Purdue and it's something I've noticed this week, looking at them. Uh, the game against uh, the Warriors of the Raritan over in Rutgers and the game against NC State, it really seems like if they're not hitting their threes, it, it, I, it's almost like they don't know what to do. Is that the, do you get that same feeling or is it, is it just, you know, happenstance? Well, I mean, luckily, you know, they don't really miss much. So, I mean, that that's not really been a problem. Um, you know, the one game they did lose, you know, they didn't shoot the ball real well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think, I mean, you know, when you look at their um, point distribution, I mean, yeah, I mean, 33% of their points come from the three-point line, but, you know, they also get 20% from the free throw line. So, I mean. Great point. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily, I don't necessarily think, I mean, they are the number one offensive officially team in America. And, you know, when you look at Trevian Williams and Edie and, and, and first and all these different kids that they have, I mean, I think they're talented, you know, Jaden Ivy, I think is surely the best guard in the big 10. I, I think he's a, a lottery pick. It's that simple. Um, I, I'm not real worried about them long-term. I, I think they're very good. I think they only probably lose two or three more games. I, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I think they're that good. Uh, defensively, they've been very solid. They don't foul. Um, they're just a very good team. I think they're a sure Final Four team. I wanted to ask you about the ACC. Uh, we all know Duke is is a real team this year. Um, at least it looks like it early on. But outside of them, uh, what do you make of this ACC? Because it's really hard to find a credible 
second team that that could rise to the ranks to to beat them um you know north carolina struggling at parts to start the season um Vatek and nc state and you go down the list um is there anybody in the acc that can contend with duke yeah I, i'm not so sure there is i mean i i've had trouble finding one i mean I don't know. I mean, is Wake Forest somehow the second best team in, in the ACC? I mean, I Shocking, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they seem like it maybe. I mean, they only have one loss since LSU. Uh, you know, Steve Forbes, good coach. If you know anything about East Tennessee State, they have a good group of kids down there. A couple of transfers, one from Colorado. They got uh, Lonis Williams transfer from uh, from Oklahoma. Uh, you know, some some homegrown kids there. Yeah, maybe them, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, there's not a lot. Florida State, I think probably a team that you know, early on hasn't played well. A couple of close losses, to be fair, to Syracuse, South Carolina. Um, but, yeah, look, the ACC in both football and basketball have struggled the last couple of years. Um, I still think North Carolina will be fine long term. Um, you know, always got to remember about Virginia, Florida State. Uh, but, yeah, Duke is significantly better than, than anyone so far. You, you are the king of mid-majors, uh, both in, in terms of college football, college basketball. You, you find a lot of value, um, or at least tend to find a lot of value in, in the mid-majors. Um, when it comes to them, is there teams, again, I'll ask you the same kind of question as earlier. Uh, are, are there teams that have caught your eye and teams that you're just kind of staying away from? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of teams that I'm kind of avoiding right now. I mean, look, one of them is, is you know, it's not that I don't like them offensively, but I may have just been horrific on defense. South Dakota State, I mean, sure. they're just hard to watch. Uh, yeah. they, they do nothing well on that end. Uh, they've got to clean that up. I mean, this team gave up 87 to Washington, gave up 90 to Prairie View A&M, gave up 98 to Idaho. I mean, just dreadful stuff. Um but yeah, they're a team that's just kind of a bet, you know, not bet against, just a kind of avoid right now. St. Bonaventure, I mean, without Kyle Lofton, I mean, I, I he needs to be back. They need everyone healthy. They better hope that Osana Shuni doesn't get hurt because then they really have some problems. Um, but yeah, they've had kind of the injury issues so far. You know, Seton Hall's also had some injury issues with uh, with, with Obiagu. He hasn't played. Um, you know, they need him healthy. They'll be obviously a very good defensive team. Um, but yeah, you know, we're still kind of learning a lot about uh team. You know, St. Mary's, I'm a big fan of as well. I really, yeah, like they're, I mean, it's tough that it, watching them play Wisconsin was kind of tough, but I, I do appreciate that defense they run. It is lockdown. No, they're really good. And they have some good wins. I mean, beat Oregon, beat Utah State, uh, real big win. UC Santa Barbara is one of the better teams in the Big West. That's a great win. Uh, this team is uh, is definitely very good. I I think that conference in general, whether it's San Francisco, who's you know undefeated at ten and zero, don't sleep on that group. And obviously Gonzaga, and then you have BYU. That's a that's a really really good conference. One of the better mid major conferences you'll find. Um, so yeah, um, there's still a lot to shake out. But uh, you know Colorado State, they're playing real well out in the uh, the Mountain West. So you know it's still real early, but you know starting to see some things uh, figure themselves out. I did want to ask you about and revisit a, a argument that uh, you and Donnie Wrightside had last year 
uh, about Patrick Baldwin and his commitment to Milwaukee. Uh, I'm on your side of that debate, but so far, that's a team um, that really has underperformed. What's your impression of Patrick Baldwin so far in this season? Yeah, I mean, listen, when we had the discussion, for me, it was really just a fact of, you know, you got one last chance, you know, you're not going to be in college for over a year anyway, you know, go play for dad, you know, yeah, it's cool I, playing for your 100% father. 100% agree. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to, you know, win a lot of games. I mean, this team just can't score. I mean, they depend totally upon Baldwin to do it. I mean, you look at, from a standpoint of DeAndre Golston and Baldwin, I mean, they're scoring 64% of their <laughs> points. Um, or they're shooting 64% of their shots. It's just not a real good recipe. They don't play with any tempo. They don't really do anything well on the offensive end. They don't make free throws. They don't hit the glass. Um, they turn the ball over too much. They don't get to the line. Um, they really just don't do anything well. And it's not like they're playing murderers row either. I mean, this is a team that, you know, lost to Youngstown state. They lost to Alcorn state, lost to Yale, lost to East Kentucky, um, this is a team that, that can't get out of their own way. You know, tonight they're playing, uh, recording this on a Monday evening. Tonight they're playing Rhode Island, you know, and, and again, no, no real difference. I do a show on um, BetUS and, and we go over games and, you know, some nights you just are asked to go over certain games. Like tonight I, I played the under here. I didn't go crazy on it, but you, know, you look at 12 minutes in the, enough in a game and they barely have 35 points. So, uh -huh. um, you know, this team's uh, not good. And, and yeah, if Magic Johnson wouldn't help them. <laughs> Soon approaching IUPUI territory. Yeah, I mean, there's some real bad teams. I mean, IUPUI is obviously really bad. You know, a team like, uh, you know, Chicago State, really bad. I mean, there's some real bad teams. And if you're able to identify them, um, you know, you could do, you could do real well um, in betting against them. I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, talk to you about one of my favorite shows um, and a show that's going to get me through. I've been saving them. I've been stockpiling them like toilet paper in my queue. And that is uh, the sit down um, your show on, on mafia history. Uh, it, it's phenomenal, man. It's just so good. It's just, it's a fun listen. And it's one of those things you, you can just set it play it these long drives uh i've got like three of them uh ready to go um how's the show going what are the plans for the show coming up and uh topics you'll be hitting yeah the show's going really well i um i never thought it would be what it is um you know when we started it it was really just something that i'd always wanted to do and and, and we had kind of a vision for it but you know, now we're making money off the show um it's I mean, by probably, I don't know, I'd, I'd imagine maybe the first of the year, middle of January, we'll probably get to a million listens. So it's that's it's incredible, been, man. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. I mean, we've uh, we've, I think, taught people a lot. You know, we always get comments. Hey, I didn't know this or you taught me something that I didn't know about this person. You know, we don't just sit there and talk about the the main mob people either you know we we go into some of the smaller guys and some of the the lesser known things so as far as what we're going to do next i mean we have a wait episode coming up this week on the uh this week is a 36th anniversary of the um very famed and, and probably the biggest hit in close Nostra history the 
hit on Paul Castellano. We're going to talk about really the players in that, who are the shooters, how was it all created, uh, what happened to those people ultimately, um, and really where the family went. Um, and we also have some really big episodes coming up in January. We have not talked about Carlos Marcello or Santa Traficante. We're going to get into John Kennedy and his assassination and the mob's involvement in that. Uh, we've still got to do the Westies. We've still got to do so many different uh, people. And look, as I said, uh, Al, you know, we also talk about people that maybe you don't know. Uh, we talked about Jimmy Failia last week, a guy that is probably the most underrated mobster ever. You know, we've talked about Sonny Vranzese, you know, we'll talk about uh, others as well. So, you know, there's still a lot to get to and, and, and we've really enjoyed doing it. So thank you for checking it out. No, it's, it's a phenomenal show. And like I said, I'm going to be binging it on a nine hour drive to Michigan. Um, I, I, before I let you go, I, I do have to ask you did have a post, uh, some time ago recently within the past month, I think, uh, is there a chance you will be bringing back big man on basketball, which is, I mean, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, that I've heard sports wise. Um, is there a chance that you might be bringing that back in the new year? Yeah, I mean, I'm actually um, I'm, I'm talking through Big Cat right now to get the show back under my control. Now, you never know what Portnoy is up to. Maybe he'll say yeah. to me, hey, and it'd be nice for uh, maybe maybe some sort of rivalry if you, you do the show for a couple months. I don't know. I mean, if I can get it back and, and they'll give me it regardless of whether I'm there or not. Um, I'd like to bring it back. I don't think it'll be three days a week, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'd love to do it for, for, you know, let's say the last two months of, of or three months of the season. Uh, and uh, you know, people enjoyed it. It's something I think that the betting public needs and yeah, I mean, if, if we can get the, the, the feedback, we would gladly do it again. Sure. Well, that's great news uh, for me and, and for everybody listening. Um, Jeff, I can't thank you enough for your time. Um, and again, you know, I, I think it takes a lot of guts, uh, to train hard, to get it out there. I mean, <laughs> tens of thousands of people watching trending worldwide, uh, and, mm -hmm. and be, be right in the spotlight, but, uh, God bless you, man, for putting up a fight and, and doing the deal. Yeah. And, uh, shout out to that fucking rat scumbag, Vegas, Dave, Vegas, Dave, listen, if you want me to fuck you up in the <laughs> ring, I'll work the next couple of months and get prepared. Uh, that little rat loves to make money. So instead of scamming people, why don't you fight me in rough and rowdy? I'd fucking kill you in the ring. That, that guy is God. He is. He's well, if Rico Bosco won't do it, that prick can get it. <laughs> he can catch some hands. Uh, yeah. Jeff. And I'll be working hard. I'll, I'll be a different fighter next time. So, well, yeah, uh, so I, I saw you post a video today of you hit the bag and it's like, it, you know, you even said like, Hey, you know, I'm putting it together. It's just, yeah. Well, and, you know. and that's the thing, like the adrenaline, the, I didn't have my trainer with me. Like it, 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 it was, um, it was tough. It, it's, uh, you know, looking back, I, I wish I could have did some things different, but, uh, you know, you live and you learn. And, uh, like I said, if you ever get another shot, I'll do it a little different. Hopeful for it, man. Folks, go subscribe to Sit Down. If you haven't already, go look up Jeff on Patreon. He's doing the Lord's work. And uh, follow him at Jeff Nadu, um, the big man on campus. Thank you, as always, man. Thanks, Al. Appreciate it. All right. We'll be back with Spencer right after this. 
If you like the StuCast, you might want to check out what's going on over at inthemoneypodcast.com and on the In The Money Media Network. We've got a whole bunch of podcasts devoted to horse racing from the player development side to the week in, week out gambling side to the horseman side. There's going to be a show for you. Come check us out in themoneypodcast.com and we look forward to seeing you there. All right. Thanks again to our friend, Jeff Nadeau. Um, always great having him on. Now let's get into uh, the nitty gritty of Tuesday slate. And we got Swaction to talk about. First off, like I said up front, uh, bowl previews, we will cover every single bowl game. God help us. From the Bahamas Bowl to the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl, Gasparilla Bowl, we got you. Uh, me and Chris Van Dyne will do the Lord's work, the yeoman's work. Uh, Little and Bowl. Yes, and we will have that episode for you later this week. It will be coming out just in time for you to get uh, all hyped up for that Middle Tennessee State Toledo game. Uh, and we'll have the New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl preview and the uh, college football playoff preview up sometime within the next week or two, certainly before um, game day as everybody's going home and traveling and what have you. They will come. They will be spaced out. They will be ready for you um, to digest and have something to listen to while you're sitting in a dark room away from your family. Uh, let's get into a fun slate of games. Last week, like we said, we're going to pick a different conference. We're going to look at it for a week. We're going to look at the teams for the week. We're going to start on Monday, look at some games. Uh, come Friday, we'll make some uh, predictions about how the season's going to go, so on and so forth. Um, Friday, Spencer will get the pick. Number five is down. I have four more. Uh, oh. So you might want to – Choose carefully, tread lightly. Um, but that'll be coming up on Friday's show. Swaction. Uh, you picked the SWAC. Got got a nice slate of Swaction games going on Tuesday. Uh, mm -hmm. what jumped out to you? So for me, real quick, I, I went from a team like Alabama AM, which I never thought I'd see. I was like, oh, they have red numbers for Ken Palm. This team has very red, like blood red numbers. Like I'm talking 358 for effective field goal percentage. And I'm pretty sure there's only 358 teams in the country, right? Something like that. So, I mean, they're dead last. That's terrifying. So this team is playing Troy tomorrow. And I believe the line is 10. And no matter how bad they are chewing the ball, I am still not going to take a Troy team like that. The first game that I'm kind of excited to look at was the UAB Grambling game. To me, I just kind of feel like Grambling overall, I've played against them a lot this year. And they're just not the type of team that I really want. I mean, the, the point spread is going to be about – trying to do math here real quick in my head. Spencer tries 25. math and fails. 25 points, something like that. And real quick overall, UAB top – 60 defense against the you know bottom 15 offense adjusted efficiency for UAB's offense 52 as well it's 25 points I, I love the fact that the UAB defense likes 
to t- have a team turn the ball over. It'll help them get free baskets. The Grambling defense is not good at keeping a team off the glass either. I think that UAB gets a lot of free points in this game. So my first bet is going to be UAB. The line looks like 25. As we've noticed recently, seems like a lot of the lines are a little bit more higher than lower when it comes to Ken Palm. So UAB minus 25 for me. Uh, Next game, Texas Southern against the University of Rio Grande Valley. This is Texas's second game, not against the Power Six. I mean, technically Air Force is in like one of the stronger, I would say, mid-majors, if you would look at it that way. They lost to them. They have that great win against Florida. Texas Southern's minus three today. The only thing that Rio Grande has for them is they have a game, a win against a top 200 Ken Palm team. They are 0-2 versus A-type company based off Ken Palm, but let's be expected with these mid-majors. Texas Southern's line is minus three. I love this line here. I just think that a team like Texas Southern, who is the highest ranked team right now on Haslam metrics based on analytics for the SWAC, I just like a little small line here of minus three. And last but not least, Texas against Arkansas Pine Bluff. I kind of look at Arkansas Pine Bluff. You know, they've only beaten one D2 school all year. I kind of feel like they're in the Alabama A&M area. Texas, the line is 30. Texas already covered three big 20-plus spreads this year. I think Texas just mops the floor with this team. Going against the peanut butter. Uh, I, I'm going to – I'm going to – that's one of the games I really like. And, by the way, that D2 victory was only by five points. I mean, that yeah. was an up-and-down game. Texas, I think this is a spot situation. I love playing these uh, Power 5 teams – top 10, top 15 teams when they're playing a SWAC team off a loss at this point. I think Texas is probably going to have to lay 30, and I think they can cover it. Um, a few uh, a few games ago, about a week ago, they played uh, Rio Grande Valley, beat them by 30. And I think Rio Grande Valley is much better than Pine Bluff. Sorry to the peanut butters. I think Texas uses this as a get-right game, let guys shoot. They got it, like Jeff was saying earlier in the show, they got to get some chemistry going with Carr and Mitchell and get some of these guys going a little bit. And this is a get right game. I'm going to take a look at Alcorn State, Wichita State, though. I really, really think Alcorn State has been very much tested. I mean, you look at them playing Houston, they're playing Gonzaga, they're playing Washington State, who's a team you can't sleep on. Um, but they've been very close. I mean, close to Portland, who's a little bit better this year, only losing by four. The Salukis from Southern Illinois, losing by three. Uh, you know, beating a Milwaukee team that is basically essentially Patrick Baldwin. Um, I think Alcorn State's good enough to keep uh, Wichita State into that 70s realm. And I like the total as a possible under here, pending what it would be. Um, I think 138, 137, somewhere under there. If I can get under that, I'm going to take a look at that. Uh, You know, I have a hunch at the end of this week, we'll be saying it's the same, same group we've always said. It's Prairie View. It's Texas Southern. But I think there is a team playing tomorrow night. This Jackson State team. Granted, they played one of the worst. They played a game of basketball that set basketball back 38 years against Iowa State, 47 37. 
But I think this Jackson State team, what you got to take out of that is they lost by 10 to an Iowa State team that is just a freight train right now. Um, at Iowa State, at Hilton Magic, um, that's, that's kind of impressive. That's telling me that this team is starting to come along, that this defense is playing much better. And look, you know, I know Northern Iowa, they got A.J. Green, you know, they, you know, Noah Carter, guys are kind of stepping up for him. But I, I don't think Northern Iowa is putting it together. I, I, I haven't seen anything. I, I wanted to play him against Richmond. They lose outright at home by eight. Uh, I think you'll see a slowish game which kind of I, I think is what Jackson State wants to do. I don't know that they really want to run. And I, I really – it really depends on you and I. They're going to jack up threes all day long. They just haven't been hitting them, um, at I, least I, in the past I, week. I kind of feel like you and I just wrote three words, up and down. Up and down. Absolutely right. Some games are going to hit their threes, and they're going to be competitive. Some games they're not. And, and really, it's a mix. Uh, it's a grab bag. I, do you have a line on this game? Is there a line out there? 11? Probably more like 15. I, my, if, if, I could get, if I could get 15 with Jackson State, I, I might be a player there. I really might be because I, I, I don't know that UNI is blowing many teams out in the swack by 15. I mean, I'm going to take a little uh, stolen thunder from Gil Alexander from the Megapod and stuff he does over at VEASAN. They do a pod for football, and they always ask at the end, if you could bet every game but one for this little splaction area, what game wouldn't you have played? Um, I know I asked you this off the cuff, so I'll give you a minute to get that stuff up while I keep talking. And then the other question would be, out of all the favorites, UAB is 25, Wichita State's 20, Texas is 30. What's the one that you think that could get beaten the most out of those three? Okay, I'll, I'll answer Alabama, A&M, and Troy. I, I think Troy is pretty I bad. I don't think they're that great, and I think Alabama, A&M has a chance to keep it within the number, but I, I really want no chance of, of playing that game. I think you can make a strong case for Cincy, UAB. Um, we talked Jackson State. Um, I think for me, the Wichita State game for me is just one that I just if I played if I played a hundred times, I'm going to be wrong seventy or eighty times more than the fifty fifty you really need. And I kind of feel the same way with the Troy game. And you're getting ten less points. And I just don't trust Troy at all. I don't care how bad the Alabama A and M team is if they bring out five guys and wheel in you know the, the wheelers and strollers to take some shots to take off the bench. It's just when I looked at this. The, the games like we had talked about, you know, and I mostly looked at Swaction for tomorrow. I just kind of feel like UAB against that Grambling team, that Texas Southern, who was, you know, been tested with that Texas win. And Texas, and I love the fact that you brought up, they'd already beaten a team that we're seeing on this card as well in the Rio Grande Valley. And that's so important for your confidence when you're taking a spread of 30, 25 points. Well, I, th- I think period. It's also a spot play. If if you're going to ask me, going back to your question, Texas is is my play. I think I think they cover a thirty point spread. Um, but if if I was going to pick a game that is my second favorite out of the swag, it'll be Texas Southern. I think they go and beat Rio Grande Valley because um, I you know this is a tournament team from last year. 
and they just got a program rolling right now at Texas yeah. Southern. So I'm going to lean with that. Um, Spencer, we'll see how we do. We'll, we'll check it out on Friday. Uh, but we got we got other games besides just swaction. Uh, and I'll let you lead off because it was real difficult for me to, uh, you know, find some winners, especially on the card today. Tomorrow, a little bit more difficult. Um, just a lot of a lot of big. I think you can call tomorrow a uh, super big power team playing nobody. I think that pretty much categorizes it. Only one really big game uh, on the slate for tomorrow. Um, Spencer, where are you going? I'm going to start off with Wake Forest against VMI. And the main reason is when you look at this Wake Forest team, 9-1, 58 in Ken Palm, they have one loss. It was against LSU, who was 13th Ken Palm. But when we talked with our man over at Haslam Metrics, they weren't they number one in defensive rating? At some point around that, that was November 27th. So obviously it was much, much longer ago, but this is a team that we just knew was going to be firing on all cylinders on the defensive end. They've since then won an OT against Northwestern and they beat Virginia Tech. So a B and an A team ranked. Listen, VMI, they're 162 in offense efficiency. Wake Forest is 69. They're 308 in defense. Wake Forest is 66. They don't really like to take to get turnovers being the, the weaker team. And the Wake Forest defense is green in every single category against them. Top 75 in turnover rating, you know, top 120 in offensive rebound. This is just a game, you know, where, yeah, VMI can shoot, you know, their third ranked in free throws, but I don't know how much they get to the line. I love Wake Forest here. You know, in that game, I, I was looking at it. Um, realistically, I, I like the over in that game. Um mm-hmm. I, you know, if I can get something over 145, 146, I imagine that's about ish where the line's going to be. And Albany beats Boston College because that makes sense. Um, <laughs> I, I do like the over in that game. Uh, that's actually one of the plays I was looking at. Funny enough, I, I'll go to a different place since we have some, we can have some different plays. Uh, Monmouth. At Yale, Monmouth, that game. Monmouth is just on fire right now. This team is actually, um, I know it has a metrics today, just outside an at-large bid, beat Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. That's not, you know, impressive by any stretch, but you look at the game they played against St. John's and they were in that the whole time. Um this is a team that beat Cincinnati outright, beat Princeton, beat St. Joe's, uh, beat a really good Towson team earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. I really like Mon- Monmouth, excuse me, out of the Mac. Um, and, and Yale's a team I know, they're a wagon for you. I think this is a bad spot for Yale. Monmouth, they're a team that's probably going to be dancing at the end of the year. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see. I think you'll get a little bit of a tepid road dog or road favorite here, maybe a five or six point favorite. And I'm going to take um, the Screaming Eagles of Monmouth or the Fighting Eagles or the Fighting Hawks, whatever you, whatever they are. I feel like I don't know if you've ever seen the – it's like a TikTok or whatever where the, the son brings the dad in to ask him the name what the logo is. 
and it's like the fighting penguins for like the Seahawks, something like that. That's literally what <laughs> you just remind me of. So I, I appreciate that right there. Oh, well, okay. Uh, you know me. I'm the I'm the bottom the bottom feeder. Give me those 300 plus Ken Palm teams. Give me Alabama over Memphis. The line right now looks like it's going to be one two points. Memphis has lost the last four, and it's just for me in this type of scenario when teams have like what we've talked about before. They have those super. Uh, we talked about with uh, Jim Root three man weave. They have those super seniors, and they got the guys coming in for their five stars. Everyone's fighting. There's no cohesion. They've now the, the 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 train may have been off the track after the loss of Georgia. It did not get back on the track the last two days. Now they play Alabama, who beat a favorite team of mine in Houston last time out. I think Alabama wins. I, if you could alternate line, I would almost alternate line. That's how like of all the picks I've made on this show, this is a very much like a Yale team. Like how I was strong with Yale earlier on the year against Siena. That was probably my biggest play I've made for the year. This is one of those feelings for me. Last year, I or last week, I pounded Youngstown State in a couple games. I think Alabama rolls here against Memphis. Roll Tide. Yeah, I'm going to go with that's going to be my other play of the game. Uh, I'd like Alabama as a side. I, I'm interested in what the total is going to be. Do you have a projection on the total? It's 79-77, uh, so what is that, like 150? 156. Yeah. Um, if we get 156, I'm taking the under. Uh this is a Memphis team that really struggles to shoot. And, you know, you're going to see both teams top 20 in terms of pace. Memphis, number 19 in the country, currently uh, Alabama 11th. And I think people are going to see that and automatically, and this kind of happened with um, Eastern Kentucky Marshall this weekend. Both teams really, really up there in terms of pace. They come about 10, 10 points short. It was at 168. It was an outrageous number. I will say this, too, with Memphis. We talked about how young of a team they are. They're 350th in Ken Palm in turnover percentage. That is atrocious. Alabama plays defense. And they are a yeah. efficient defense. And I, I could see Nate Oates. I mean, the, the coaching disparity here is immense. Nate Oates to Penny. Um, you know, it. it I, I'm going to be interested in the under. If I see 156, give me a, a single game parlay of uh, Bama laying the points and and give me the under. Although I suspect that uh, that line will jump very quickly um, once it gets released. I, I mean, I'll say this, and I'm not one from really making parlays, but if for me tomorrow, I'm going to play Alabama straight up. I'm going to play them a parlay with Texas Southern and also maybe add a little bit of Texas in there as well all right let's get after it folks check out any other picks we may we may drop a few other picks uh chalkboard app chalkboard app odds honest truth it's growing we're, we're almost at 300 folks in the chat now listen i use a lot of that of the uh the action network more or less because i can just that's what i've been using i gotta get back on chalkboard i've, I've been i've been slacking so i apologize for that for the viewers as well i will try and bring some extra plays also, I've been killing it mostly in my soccer plays. I know it's not on chalkboard, but I'll try and drop my plays now with it being the winter time. You know, soccer's almost every day. Liverpool had a little bit of a redraw situation today in the Champions League stuff. We drew Salzburg first time out. Then I guess they decided to not put Man United's little, you know, ball in the pot. So they redrew, and of course we drew Inter. So it, it was a, it was a in, invigorating morning for being a Liverpool fan. That's exciting. 
uh, well, we got Alexi Lawless over here, so that's that's good. So uh, we'll be back though. Oh, oh fr- uh, before I even talk about Friday, you've got a big episode, Ashley Malou on Redboard Rewind this week, eh? Just had her on not even an hour ago. Probably gonna drop it tomorrow night. Beautiful. So look forward to that, uh, and we'll see you next Friday. Uh, thanks again to Jeff Nadu for hopping on. Um, we'll be back Friday. We'll handicap Saturday. Look back at the week. Uh, more guests coming, more folks coming. Um, so stay tuned for that. And we will see you next time on the College Basketball Show.